From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Here we go! Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on this chilly Saturday morning. The rains have passed. That means uh, you're live. At least a little bit. We'll have to see what goes on for the rest the of the rains day. have passed, and now we have the winds of change. The winds of change. Uh, we are in the studio today, nice and warm, snuggling up, getting ready for a big happy, happy Christmas coming up uh, next week. Snuggling up. Glenn's between you and me. He puts off a lot move. of heat. He puts a lot of heat out. Hey, it's all good. I'm real comfortable over here on this other glass. Yeah, just stay over there, typhoid Mary. So uh, anyway, we're here in the studio today. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill George. We punished and put over in the other room with Aaron, punished uh, with Aaron and his uh, beautiful daughter because he's got something going on in his face that. Dripping and making him. Aaron, Aaron no, I just want to no. say that sound. you do an excellent job, and that my voice sounds so great on the radio. So if you want to make him sound like a chipmunk or something, you go. I'd right be ahead. all right with that. It's all right. I do what I can. <laughs> just give him a few more minutes. If I can get him to eat one of these nutter butter peanut butter cookies, <laughs> yeah, I don't want just one of those. Like <laughs> I don't want one of those. And uh, we got a pretty busy show today. We got uh, the mighty Dean Frazier in the studio with us today. Hola. We should call him Smoking Smoking Dean Frazier. Oi. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. You're too generous. I don't think he remembers that. He's not old enough to even know I'm what you're probably, talking about. Probably not. And you're right. Then, uh, I'm definitely not. He's, uh, well, of course not. He's of YouTube fame. Uh, oh, no, you know, I he's got a lot that. of follower, uh, followers on his YouTube channel. He's he, got, what, three? Uh, one, many, two, three times a thousand. How many? Uh, how many? How many video people do you got? I mean, you got quite a few out there who follow know, it's your. Been, it's been a little while since I've actually posted that. I've been too busy with the baby, but uh, like you're baby, having a baby. I had a baby. Oh, you did? I had, yes. You was, haven't lost the weight yet? I see. Oh no, I'm been putting it on that dad bought It's going good. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the skinniest uh, one over there. Uh, it might, well, I don't know. Glenn's probably uh, got him beat by a felt few pounds. Half an ounce. Half an ounce or so. Uh, but uh, the mighty Dean Frazier is also in the studio. And then uh, there's a rumor floating around that Chris Eaton might even swing by. Is he coming or no? I haven't heard anything yet, uh, but you just never know about that guy. He's going to probably go stealth on us and just show up and knock on the door. You just never know. Hey, I'm downstairs, guys. You want to open the door? All of a sudden, Braden's sitting there, and you see like the old school rock hitting the window or something like that, and it's like, <laughs> Tink. Is that what? Tink. It's what? that double pane window. We probably won't hear it. <clears throat> probably not. And uh, our good friend Chris Welsh and the, and the crew, they're out at the Dove Field today uh, going out trying to get some uh, doves today. Now, where, where are they at on the Dove Shoot this that, morning? Right over there, that way. All right. It's uh, kind of that way right over there. The uh, friend of mine, he's uh, they're out dove on a dove field this morning, but I think down in Manatee. They're uh, east, very east of the Manatee area. Well, it ain't that way if they're east of Manatee. <clears throat> Manatee's that way, dude. Yeah, but that way's west, so it would be that way east of Manatee. Do you remember where we used to go hunt? Yeah. Okay. East you see of what I you see what I deal with. All right, so. That way, if anybody sees our hand gestures, they yeah, know which right. way to go. Yeah, hand, the hand gestures are great for radio. <laughs> it, yeah, works well, perfect every I'm, time. I'm just point that way, and it's all good. Uh, no, but they're out there today. Good luck, because if they get a good tailwind today, 
I think those does will be able to actually break Mach 4. So uh, we'll see. Bleed them by a lot. We'll see how many rounds, how many boxes they go through for one. Yeah. Uh, it'll the, be a. I know Corey was going to try to swing in there. Did y'all have any high brass? No. No. Because that's what he was looking to. He said he needed to get some high brass for this weekend because he figured the wind was going to be pretty good. <laughs> Got some three and a half inch in there. It'll probably knock him down. <laughs> see, what, see if that'll work. How Might much be a little, does Bill he actually Overton. like to eat? Yeah, really. Hey, I got a leg. I got a wing. Yeah. I got a breast. Hey, we almost got a whole dove. It'd yeah. be awesome. Well, what's that Bill George mentality? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Dead is dead, right? Dead is dead. Yeah. Whether you can eat it or not. Exactly. Three hundred. You'd be surprised how few pellets would probably be in that dove. Three and a half versus a 300 wind mag? Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's all good. They're just strung out. There's <laughs> a lot more bullets spread out over a large area. Yeah. I mean. You mean um, what? Probably very few would still hit the dove. <clears throat> I bet you you wouldn't destroy him. Uh, your voice sounds so sultry and deep. Today. I know it over there. I was like, man, is he? Uh, what's he doing? It's See, sickness. this is what happens when you don't make fun of Aaron. It's the sickness. <laughs> I think it was the fact that we drove up and he was still sleeping in the suburban. I guess it was, was on he? autopilot. Yeah. No, I was not so sleeping. Now, I, was I was reading was, rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure you was. I'm no, sure you was reading a suburban behind the eyelids. You've yeah, done read it so much you memorized it, and it's just right behind the eyelid. Yep. Was that your? Is that your suburban park down there? It's a Tahoe now. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't recognize it because there's nothing really. The dash is completely clean. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Still. There's no turkey feet up there. <laughs> well, he's there's got no, the uh, Bill George there, there, carry, carry all suburban at home, and then he's got to get around. There Tahoe. is there's a pair of binoculars and a headlight on the. On the dash. On the dash. Yeah, and that that's not that's in, clean. That's, that's not, clean. That's not very perverty at all. So it begins. <laughs> and yeah. one pillow that he no, has that's, on. that's like your his American Express card. He doesn't leave home without that. <laughs> no, but. officer, I swear the pillow is in here for when I sleep in here, and the binoculars and the spotlight are just for in case I need them. Uh huh, sir. You want to step out of the car, please? Thank yeah. you. We got a canine coming. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's times I pull up in the yard and the deer are in the backyard, and you want to check them out and take inventory. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. You stick with that story, and it'll get you far. Uh, so anyway, last week we were talking a lot about some of the new changes coming up, and we didn't really get to the some of the proposed rule changes for uh, whitetails in the state of Florida. And since we have Glenn in here, uh, we thought it would be probably a good time to bring it back up again. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking back Bill's gift now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take backs. Uh, but if you haven't read them, uh, I thought they were quite nice. Yeah. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't disagree or disapprove of them whatsoever. Would you like to run down what they actually are, um, the proposals, Bill George, since you were at the meeting? Well, there's a couple proposals. One is the has to do with the exemption of the youth one of the things that i really really pushed for is when we went to these higher antler antler requirements in order to harvest a deer that the kids be exempted from them well when we could shoot you know two deer a day what was happening in some parts of state is um they'd put a kid in the truck or something like that and any deer anybody shot that didn't quite qualify it was the kids yeah and, and one of the things that they're they're looking to do now is the the youth would only have one deer a year that they could exclude from an antler restriction. Well, that'd be all right. Cause then you got to give a little power back to the kids where, you know, uncle, uh, Joe is sitting there and he goes, Hey Billy, this is your deer. Uh, uh, no, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I still get to shoot one. <laughs> That's right. 
I'm not telling them that. No so way. That, that was something that is a little bit tighter of a restriction, but a well well needed one when we can shoot as many deer as we legally can. There's another one proposal, which is the tag and report system, which really we call it a tag and report, but there's no tag. Yeah. There's no physical tag that we're looking to attach to a deer or require anybody to do. It would there would either be an option of a harvest log that is a paper log, or you would have the ability to use a, an app that even if you had no cell phone signal yes. and you had the app installed, you would be able to record the fact that you harvested it. Mm-hmm. It would hold that information in there in case you were checked by a law enforcement officer. And then when you were back in cell phone signal or you have Wi-Fi time, or something like that. You take a like picture that. of it, timestamp it, and it'd be Boom. all good. It, it, well, it'll actually record the fact that you said, hey, I killed this and yeah. this is what it was. And then it will transmit that back when you have have signal again. You have those two options. In addition to that, their proposed rule as it was passed in draft was you you would be limited to five deer a year, three of which could be bucks, two of which could be does. But you still have to take those within whatever. The doe week. The doe week or, or anything along that line. So... Um, it wouldn't mean you could just go out anywhere you had legal access to and shoot two does. So in addition to that, this one may, this part may impact Jonathan and his decision-making process is if you get antlerless deer tags yes, for a piece of property, yes. if you shoot a doe in archery, you got to use one. If you shoot a doe in muzzleloader, you got to use one. If you shoot a doe during doe week, you got to use one. Which means you cannot kill any more does than what you had tags for the property. So now as a property owner, you say, do I really want to use doe tags anymore? Because I'm going to, I can only take that many. I can't take any deer outside, antlerless deer outside of that program. See that confused look on Jonathan's So face? what? Okay. So let me, let me get this straight. They're going to dictate to me by the number of tags that they give me of, which they have no clue of my carrying capacity, no. no clue of my deer population, no clue of any of that, but they're going to tell me how many does I can take off my property. No, they're not going to tell you how many. They're going to tell you if you use the antlerless deer tag, tag program, you're limited to that. So the tags that I have now, I can use any time of the year on a doe. Within the within, structure of the within season. Within the season. I can use any time. I have five tags, which are in my truck right now, <clears> that I can use at our property, which archery season you can kill antlerless deer right yep. now so basically what you're telling me is is that five those five tags would be my tags for the whole whole year whole time whole everything if you continue in the program so you might want to think twice about enrolling your program next year hmm mm. Mm. that's nice information well that's one of those things that we <laughs> should need have to been know. to the meeting <clears throat> because the, what about those, the you know what? Hey, we'll talk we'll more about it when we come back because there's. I got a lot of questions about it. I listened. I stayed quiet. I stayed out. I let you do your thing. <laughs> now go blow your nose and uh, get ready for segment number two. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by the good folks out of G5 Feed and Outdoors. Go by there today. Last minute Christmas shopping. It's a good place to go in there and get some stuff. And of course, if you need that brand new truck, car, or van, or whatever, go and see our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be back. And welcome back. 
Good morning, Big and Wild Outdoors. If you're just tuning in, you really missed some good stuff at the beginning. But I no, think you really uh, just got to sit back, sit down the seatbelt because I think it's fixing to get busy. Yeah, we just scratched the surface. We were talking a little bit about the uh, proposed uh, deer regulations here in the state of Florida. And uh, Bill George was at the meeting, so he soaks it up like a sponge and uh, informed us that uh, they're which, proposing five deer. Which uh, I just found out somebody else tried to watch it via the uh, feed and they couldn't get it either. So. Yeah, they had it uh, They had it cut off so nobody else could uh, catch well, up on it right can, away. But you, before we get into you it, You can Bill, go to the Florida Channel now, and it's recorded and up on the, on yeah, but, the Florida Channel. Bill, yeah. Yeah, well, before yeah. we get into it. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget, we're giving away this uh, Wicked Light at the end of the month. Next week, we'll do a name draw. So all you got to do is call the studio, put your name in the bucket, and we'll draw the name next Saturday here on the show. And uh, somebody will walk away with a nice Wicked Light headlamp, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. All you got to do is give us your name and a phone number, and that way uh, we'll have the information needed. Again, 888-404-1010 for your chance to win a Wicked Light headlamp. There you go. It's an after Christmas present from us to you. Uh, now, <clears throat> so the proposal deer uh, limit would be five, which would give you two antlered deer. And then are there any three, uh, three antlered deer, three antlered deer, a uh, bucks? Would that give, would there be uh, restrictions? Three on the side, four on it the would side? Say, whatever the, the restriction is for the area you're hunting, it doesn't give you any more or less rights. It just says when you've killed that many deer. You're done. So it depends on what DMU you're actually in there or what area you're in that says uh, it has to be a three on the side, four on the side, or anything like that. Correct. Well, Bill, okay. during your uh, during the meeting, did anybody ask uh, why are they making such uh, a, a drastic change? And I say drastic. I don't. I don't think everybody should be. <laughs> anyone should be able to take two deer a day for the whole season. However, I know there should be a limit. But why would they just go ahead and say we're going to do a three and two without doing at least a one year record your harvest so that they can at least get a number of what's being taken in the state of Florida other than just we're, this is what we're going to do. Well, Anybody uh, ask that question? Well, yes, and they have been doing recording of what we do by a telephone survey. Survey, but it doesn't do anything. Say, it, it does. It gives them a very good baseline for now of what, what's been doing. And basically this rule as proposed – would impact less than 3% of the hunters in the state of Florida. But yet is I didn't get a survey. I didn't get a survey. <laughs> well, that's good because did you, you would have had zero did you get deer one harvested. Did you get any? Uh, did, I did. Yeah, but you know what? I, I didn't. Yeah, because so you're, on the, you're on the wanted list anyway. No, no, How many the, doves did you kill last year? The, the survey How many doves did you kill last year? Zero. Okay. Well, when you go fill out your, uh, when you fill out for your uh, license or anything like that, I know you're exempt, but would you fill in, uh, yes, I went dove hunting or whatever, or I didn't hunt doves or anything like that? I didn't hunt doves. Did you put that down there? I didn't request a migratory bird permit. Why? You don't want to shoot doves? I didn't ever go to shoot doves. If I did, I would fill that out right beforehand. But they do a random sampling. Mm -hmm. They do a random sampling of the people who had hunting license. Wait and a they, I got to ask you. I got to go back a little bit. Okay. Because you said only 3% of the hunting population. Would I be said less than. Less than 3% are going to be what? Miffed about this? And no, the fact no. That, uh, only the fact where you can't the, shoot. You get that. people like Glenn who's miffed, but he hadn't shot five deer in the state of Florida in a year. 
in in years. Yeah, but see, it, when you say that number, how did they come up with that number? Because everybody in this room can point to at least one person that's not the same person who's killed 17 deer, 5 deer, <laughs> 24 deer, 36 deer. I mean, seriously. I mean, I just go to a Facebook page, half of my followers – you know, every two days, they got two deer laying there. They got a deer laying there. They're sitting there in camp. So you can't say that it's below that number. I, if it is, then there's uh, there's a handful of people out there ravaging the deer population. And there are, especially there's some stuff going up in North Florida where you have the water level so high that these deer are pushed onto some ridges along the edge of some of these, these water levels, uh, hurricane, and, let's go. And, and, <laughs> and they are literally going out there and filling up boatloads of big bucks day after day mm-hmm. they just drive they go they kill their bucks two a day and they throw them in a boat and they come on back and they're posting all these pictures of boatloads full of bucks okay bill but this is just a a weather event that may not happen again for another 10 years or another it's year happened to you last little however bit. If you took those uh, opportunities now and do a survey this year and make it where everybody has to record and report their harvest and then next year, the state would look at what really is being impacted because the survey is just like the recording. Not everybody's going to be truthful. Not everybody's going to participate. So it, to say that less than 3%, because I can tell you right now, I'm just sitting here thinking, I know at least seven people that have taken over five deer this year. Okay. And so to say that 3%, so now I'm looking at what else I know, that, and they don't hunt anywhere but the state of Florida. Okay. Well, so they didn't done. get a survey next year. They'd be done <laughs> next year. I'm not opposed to the five, but what I'm relaying it to and comparing it to is if we're going to have a bear hunt, they had to have all this data in order to support it. But the, yet, believe it or not, Goliath grouper, the Goliath grouper not, the same. we're going to postpone it. it and we're not going to do anything with it, but we're going to just impose a five limit on your deer harvest. And we're going to require you to use any doe tags that you have. And you're going to have to take the two does that you're allowed during doe weekend. Which I think is I, not good. I, I think you need to turn around and go back there and watch this segment of the on the Florida Channel. And what it is going to do is they'll tell you how many hunters it anticipated to be impacted at this level. It'll turn around and tell you how many deer, based upon their scientific sampling that is done today, how many deer that would save and move on? It's just like the antler restrictions. How many people are opposed to the antler restrictions? Now you got good bucks running around everywhere. Yeah, no, people are no like, you don't. You just said they're wiping them all out in North Florida. They are. They are. Okay. Well, he's not lying to you about that. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I understand that they're working on this, and it's a work in progress type the, of deal. But what I don't really understand, and I, I agree with Glenn on this one, is they're not going to require, which I think is asinine, that you don't have an affixed tag on your carcass. So if a fishing game officer comes up and checks and sees that that tag has been used so that they know that it's done or it's already been reported, so now it can be erased. Hang on, hang on. And then the thing is, is you take it to a processor or anything else like that, then they can write it and record it down the same way they do. I hate to say this, but you know how the way they do it in Missouri. And that way they have an accurate count of where it was taken, what county it was, what kind of deer it was. Who the tag was issued to. Who it was issued to. And then that way they know what to do again for the next year. I think that that's bunk that they say uh, for the average person who doesn't get agricultural tags 
to say, yeah, you're allowed two does, but you have to get them during doe week. And I go, well, that was always the case, fool. You're not giving me anything extra. You're not letting me get it in the middle or uh, of hunting season or muzzleloader or anywhere else like that where I could sit there. As we pointed out, Croom is like doe central, citrus, doe central, and no one can shoot them. And, and Bill. And the thing is, is that if I get the opportunity and I'm out there in the woods and I'm like, okay, it's almost getting dark and I got 16 does standing in front of me and go, well, I'm not going to at least go home empty handed. I'll use my doe tag today. Boom, dang, dung, it's gone. Out the door. And it's, and it's over. Now, and then I fix my tag and now I report it and now, boop, that thing's gone forever. I can't get another one. It's done. So I have one left to use any other time during the year. And, and you would have the requirement to either put it on the paper to record it, which has to then be trans, called in within 24 hours. That's fine. I understand that. Or, Put it in the app, which records it. Fine. But I'm saying that if once that tag is affixed to that deer, it's gone. It's Correct. erased. You can't use it again. And then when you have your secondary tag that matches the tag that's on the hindquarter of that deer, and Fish and Game Officer walks up and says, this yours? Yep, here's my well, tag. Well, it's just like Illinois or anything else. When exactly. You stick, you've got one that well, goes on the I, animal and one that goes in your pocket. That's I, right. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but that's not how they're starting. That and does, if we don't start somehow... Well, you oh, don't you just, gotta start you can't just yeah. start by making some big changes like what you have without doing some type of survey. And they have been. By phone. And they didn't by call phones. Only if I'm truthful, because Bill, it goes back to you like the gator tag. That is true. If you, oh, I know. I, I, when you entered the gator them. tag information, they say, where'd you get it from? And I could have got it from Lake Tiger, but I'm going to put private Polk County. I put NYOB. So there's no your business. <laughs> That's right. So there's, therefore, there's no accurate... I mean, account of what's being taken from a body of water because no one's answering it truthfully, and you, you being one of them. Bill. And the, the thing is, it's is, not a required field. That's why I, I understand up, that. But if you're trying to keep data and on what's going on and where the gators are, and you, for one person who compares, so, so what's you'd being rather taken, make it one deer. We record. We give everybody one deer, and we make it more open it up more later if it shows that we can. Bill, what I'm saying is. For them to just say we're going to have a, a three and two, right off the right out of the gate come twenty nineteen without doing any kind of better survey other than we're just going to call three percent of the licensed hunters and ask them a question because that licensed hunter could have said I don't deer hunt just like you don't bird hunt so yep all right sure kid now you know why no one from the fishing game commission will actually come on this show because <laughs> we don't go to the meetings <laughs> we, we want them here there's no way that tony young's wife or any of those other people that sit behind that desk want to sit in this room and get beat up like this all day because it would last three hours well i'm in favor of the three and, and two so am i but, I, but I, wanna, I just wish I wanna, they would do a little bit better before they make a big decision we are big and wild tag. outdoors brought to you by g5 feet and outdoors brandon ford we'll be right back women <clears throat> welcome back everybody it's a big and wild outdoors thank you so much for joining Stinkin us Michael. on this sorry this nice cool saturday morning yeah. it's uh it's gonna be a beautiful day at least uh, a little bit later on we still have some cloud cover out there i see some sun peeking through there but not a uh, storm anymore be a good day to uh be out in the woods for sure be a nice day the wind's gonna kind of drop down a little bit and it'll be a good time stuff will be moving it's got bellies to fill would up you, would you like the weather on the nines 
I don't it's need a, to. I think everybody's pretty much been what following the weather. What does he need to do the weather on the nines? He can go with to his, his web today, page. Today is a high of 60 with a low of 44, partly cloudy until the afternoon. Did yep. you get that off the Big and Wild page? No, actually, I got this off the Dark Sky app that I have on my okay. phone. Yeah, right, now, right now the temperature is 54, and it feels like 54. What you should do is, as Bill George just pointed out, you should just – you don't have to wait for weather on the nines or anything else anymore because the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors – just go to bigandwild.com and right there on the front page, boom, right there you Bam. got your weather. You got not Current only forecast. You got not that only Pinellas boy. County, but you also have uh Hillsboro. I told you how awesome you that's are today. Meteorologist Bill Jordan. <clears throat> yeah, that's me. I'm just, I'm, that doesn't just cover Bill and covers Braden and Glenn and everybody. That's just But the uh, good thing is is uh unlike the uh thing that uh some people have in their phones. This one not only gives you the weather, but it gives you the wind, the rain, the sun, the moon uh, phase, and also uh, UV index in case you want to put a slather on a nice layer of SPF. In case you want to get something. a tan while you're in the tree stand. Sure, why not? And uh, it is uh, up there, so it's easy to do. All you got to just go to it and check it out, and there you go. You got it, and it's all done. Uh, according to ours, <clears throat> it's 50 degrees, and uh, it's becoming sunny. With a south southwest wind of three to four miles per hour, so it's going to be pretty nice. So today would be better. a really good day to put on some Evercom. Some what? Some Evercom. Evercom. Mm-hmm. I know what Everclear mm-hmm. is, but Evercom. Ever, you protectant. don't know what Evercom is? No. UV protectant. I got oh. some in the truck. You can just wipe it all over your head. I I've got, got some in the store that works like a champ. <laughs> I got hair. <laughs> We're okay. right, well, you just put it all over your arms <laughs> and around your eyebrow, and just especially under your nose. Every time I hear anything that starts with Iver, I instantly think of some sort of animal uh, antibiotic Ivermax, 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 and all those other ones. Like that are forever, ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, Evercom. Uh, maybe uh, Santa will bring y'all some, and y'all can put it. You can even wear it for deodorant. It works great. Why are you looking at me? No, I'm just telling you so you can get you them. I would encourage you, Bill. And All I can say is is don't wear that during the rut, please. Uh, get the, you some Evercom, Bill, and try it for some deodorant. Works great. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure yeah. it will. Try it. Yeah. Put you some Evercom on and don't go out in your backyard and take a leak. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this product has not been endorsed by Braden Gunn because I don't know what the heck they're talking about. So anyway, <coughs> Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill George, Dean, and the ever-quiet Dean Frazier. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? It's a actual deer calming scent. It's a urine-based uh, deer scent to cover up as you walk urine. In. Yeah, no. and it's in a uh, it's in a roll-on. It's yeah, you put it on. Uh, it's like in a liquid and roll-on. Yeah, so roll Bill needs some for his. You know, put it on. Sure. <laughs> Put it on just before you go to pick up chicks. And it sure works. It. I can tell you from personal experience. Oh, they'll be they'll be running from him. It's yeah. pretty rank. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, mighty Dean Frazier, who said nothing during the entire segment, so sitting over there no, in the dark. He didn't want really to get caught in the crossfire. I was going to say not. something about the uh, wind knocking down part of Reddington Pier yesterday. I don't know if you all saw that. No one cares. So anyway, oh, uh, we were uh, talking about deer. So and in the middle of it, you're going to go, hey, did you hear about the pier? Well, he said, we were no, talking we about weather more. and wind. We I thought it was relevant. More, can't get any more pictures Give of those to white him, ibises. Yeah. No, welcome, he's been a sponge. Tell, tell him what you said just a second ago, Dean. About, You've been a sponge about, about all this the, stuff. Uh, are you talking about the... Um, the regulations and everything else. You've been sitting here listening for the last 30 minutes. Um, yeah, well, as an outsider, mister, let's hear your opinion well, on the whole thing. I am relatively new to deer hunting. So as a, you said, I'm more 
kind of soaking it in, but I did go to Citrus this past, uh, well, actually it was a few weeks ago. I was at Citrus, and I tell you what, the only deer I saw was buck, or does, excuse me. Um, my buddy did see one buck that a guy shot, and I think it was like an eight-point or something like that. But besides that, everything else was does. Did, and he did see two bear, bears, but that's it. Oh, there's no bears in Florida. Oh, so uh, how many <laughs> How many uh, doe, when you say you saw a bunch, give me a number. 12, um, 15, 150? No, no, no. I saw, six, nine? I saw two while I was scouting the week or a couple weeks before, and I saw probably about two or three, and I was out there for a weekend. But he, my, the other people that I was with saw three or four while they were in the stands mm-hmm. almost every single day. I was kind of jumping around spots because I wasn't 100% sure of where I wanted he to was be. An, you could tell he was a novice. I was just jumping around. <laughs> I know. This and all the other. Was, that was my first actual deer season, you know, going out there, sitting in the stand and everything. Well, next time you should take more than a slingshot and maybe you'll get something. Um, I got an 87 Bear Flare 2 compound. Oh, there you go. Oh, so you're out there for archery. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I pretty much only shoot a bow. I very rarely ever go out with a shotgun, even for pigs. Does the, bear, does the boom scare you? No, not at all. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. He's a, I'm going, he's a convicted uh, I'm going, fella. I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually well, uh, going Why you got to say that? Uh, well, then yeah, they can just get you a nice big air gun. You can, you're allowed to use an air gun, so oh, it's all good. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a convicted fella, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. I promise. No, he's not. Although he's probably been arrested more times than all of us. So anyway, oh, yeah. well, actually, he's had more confrontations with law enforcement in the uh, past two years than we have. I definitely have. No, it's just well, because he's you know, a fisherman. Don't understand the laws. You know. uh, Dean is one of those. Guys. He's a he's a mini me version of Bill George. So uh, he knows I don't know. the rules. He looks like pretty good sized boy to me. But I mean, he knows the rules and the regulations when it comes to fishing. And uh, actually, that's how he really got to YouTube stardom was uh, from some of his confrontations with not only uh, homeowners but also law enforcement, uh, mostly city employee law enforcement, who would come out and do the same thing that the sheriff did to me when I was out bow fishing at Freedom Lake. They just kind of walk up and go, "Well, you know, someone called me out here." Are you supposed to be doing that? <laughs> it's like, well, at least they're well, honest. They're asking. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I am. Yeah. Or, or do you live here? Or wh- how did you get here? Or why you are you here? Start somewhere. Yeah, questions. It, I'm, I'm fishing. St. Pete's got a great uh, rule in the books about a lot of their uh, their lakes where it's closed from Memorial Day to Labor Day, or excuse me, it's open from those times. And after that, so during the winter and stuff, it's closed. And so I'll be Snowbirds. out there. I'll literally that's. Pretty much what it is. I'll be out there, and there's a lake right down the road from my house. I'll be fishing. All of a sudden, this cop comes up, and he goes, uh, yeah, uh, I got a complaint that uh, you, you're you fishing in uh, the neighborhood, and it, you're not supposed to be fishing here. I'm looking around. I'm like, I didn't see the sign. Of course, there was a sign this time, and like the other times, I've had the cops called on me about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I left. I mean, I'm going to be respectful of that, but that other time, you know, it, there's nothing posted. You know, it's not on oh, their course. property. Of course, there's a sign, but they hang the sign in the corner behind the tree, and the sign's about oh, three by five I, postage well, card. No, I, I, I got a question for you. Yeah, do you do you have a grill in your backyard? A grill? Yeah. A uh, no, actually, I don't. Okay, but if you did, and somebody come in and went to your backyard and started using your grill. Well, what would you that's do? fenced in. If someone came in my backyard and started. 
you know, messing around with my property, there'd be a little bit more. Well, you're than, on their uh, property. Well, the, the, not if it's my backyard. That's my uh, do, private property. Do you property. have a sign that says no coming on your property? I have a fence put up. You know, this is, I'm talking but about going into no an, sign. I'm talking about going into an area with no fence. <laughs> I'm talking about going to an open area that, such as a park, which is a public place, or going on somebody's, you know, a golf course that I have specific permission to be on because I've talked to the employees and the owner. And when someone across the street, not only that, not only is there a body of water that's on someone else's property, there is an easement, a road, and then the person's property. He's got you there because, Mister, I'm going to go find the smallest little tributary creek so that yeah, I can really? go into <laughs> gate. Yeah, you know, I'm not going into a gated neighborhood. You know, trying to bypass someone's security to go back there and start fishing. That's He's not the ninja fisherman. About. Bill, I know where you're sitting, you can't see it, but that red is not to blow off the mic. <laughs> you're getting him pretty steamed up. We got uh, we got jolly old St. Nick right here in the studio with us today, red-cheeked and all. But, uh, I, you know, I remember the first few times that Dean and I actually even talked, he would, he would post something on uh, Facebook or something saying, uh, here's my latest video of me being harassed by, you know, uh, local law enforcement or whatever, and I would ask him a few questions, and we would kind of text back and forth. Why would you use forth. the word harass? They're just doing their job. Uh, well, some, some of them, some, I'm police talking about officers, yes, the police but. officers would, but the people who would come up there walking by their little, uh, you know, little fluff dog or something like that, I mean, you know, they get pretty rude and, and, and overfishing. And, uh, what are you doing here? I bought a timeshare here. And uh, you're, you're going to harass the ducks. I'm feeding them bread right now, though. But you can't fish here because you're hurting the fish. Sure. No, that's and, the whole thing. And while you're not there, they're also throwing it out to the alligator. You know, their friend. Al- that's my buddy, Allie, the alligator. I, I throw marshmallows at it and he comes right over. Watch, watch, kids. Watch, watch. What else I can do? Oh, but, man. We're uh, saved by a break. But it was funny because uh, I spent most of the time being the in-between between him and Greg patterson on my fwc buddy and so i'm asking him and then i'd go back and give it to dean and that was like you know back and forth here's the thought why don't you be here in 10 minutes because the man will be here yeah whatever thank you brady all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll continue this conversation (laughs) banter (laughs) banter when we come back we are brought to you by brandon ford and the good folks g5 feeding outdoor Are you going to eat the rest of these? Why do you got these out here? Uh, I figured I'd give a He's share. baiting. Don't try to force those on me. He's baiting. Welcome back, everybody. Don't it's throw a big, them at me. <laughs> big and wild outdoors. I don't want them. Uh, we are in the studio today enjoying uh, each other's company, and apparently uh, Glenn's trying to force feed us nutty butter things, whatever they are. And uh, Dean Frazier's in the studio with us. Chris Seaton might show up a little bit later on uh, during the show. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, a lot of folks out doing some stuff today, dove hunters, people still out there trying to get deer and hogs and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Christmas right around the corner. Uh, it's going to be a nice one for a lot of folks that get all next week off. I was driving back from G5 last night, and it looked like uh, a scene out of, um, what was that, Asteroid movie? I don't where, know. Where the asteroid was coming and it was going to hit and everybody was headed to the hills. I four was uh, heading. Uh, he's you talking about the one with Robert Duvall? Or are you talking about Armageddon? The no, the other one. The the one where uh, Deep uh, Impact. Deep Impact. There you go. That's what I mean. The one with Robert that's, Duvall. No, that's that's Armageddon. talking about one with the drillers that go no, into space. No, Armageddon is Bruce Willis with the drillers. Oh, Deep that, Impact yeah, is Robert Duvall and them are in the space shuttle. Is it? But it still hit. 
Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. whatever this it was. This is like a Cisco Ebert. It looked like, uh, that's what it looked like on I-4 last night coming out of Tampa. It was nothing but lights all the way down. It was, uh, I don't know where everybody's going, but they're going. And they're getting out. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go out and do some shopping today, I would say uh would be a good day to go do it because it's probably going to be pretty empty. Today is a super shopping Saturday. <clears throat> and by the way, our friends out at G5 Feeding Outdoors, they're going to be open tomorrow as well, Sunday, for those real super procrastinators. No. Uh, but they're only going to be open for a few hours, I think from like 8 to 4 or something like that. So if you uh really have not gotten anything done, uh, tomorrow they'll be open as well. Just wanted to let you know that. Uh, That's what would happen when you were there. Benchmade knives are flying off the shelf out there. It's uh, they got a great deal on twenty percent off. Benchmade it's got some ammo and stuff <laughs> on sale. It? And then they also have uh, uh, all the rifles and pistols have been reduced as well. So and great deals on uh, UTV ATVs. So go out and check them out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about fishing, and uh, Dean Frazier's in with us today. He's uh, a fisherman. He's new to the hunting realm but uh he's giving it a good shot and i guarantee when he leaves here he'll be just as confused as he was before he got as confused i will tell you this much the uh this day and age dean i i I think that hunting these days is a lot easier the rules are a lot easier when it comes to hunting in the state of florida than it is to go out and actually just go fishing well because it, it definitely is um i mean i do mostly hog hunting and, uh, I mean, the rules obviously are a little bit more lax on that. But, again, unless you have private land, you're limited to that certain time of year. Sure. Well, a lot of people fishing, a lot of people only fish because they want to eat whatever they catch. You know, that's a lot of people's primary focus. For me, well, it depends. Love- if you're talking saltwater, yes. If you're talking freshwater, apparently still, no. Still freshwater. Are you kidding me? Specs, bass, people still eat them. Not that many. Not as many as you think you Not did, as many used to be. Uh, you know, spec fishing, of course, yes. I don't know anybody who goes. I'm taking them home. I know. I don't know anybody who throws <laughs> those things back just because they caught them. Uh, but you know, bass fishermen are a little more likely to, uh, you know, yeah, a little bit more likely take true. a picture and snap it and then throw it back and and do that. So, uh, the Goliath grouper we've talked about many many times on this show before, and uh, for you though, I don't know. You're not really offshore that much. You do mostly oh, inshore. It doesn't matter. I still can't, you know, I, I've caught one off the Skyway uh, probably a couple months ago. Last time I went out, we hooked, uh, my buddy hooked into it. We both fought it in. There's so many grouper at the Skyway, it's not even funny. Goliath grouper, not not just gags. But, you know, you don't have to be offshore. There are so many of them. You know, I, I, I've never That's been a lie. Around, yeah, That's well, a lie, and you know appa- it. Apparently. Yeah. I've <laughs> never been around when they were open, I've have I've never eaten one. You know, I know people who have. I don't think you were it, even born yet when you could still actually what take. Was that ninety four? It closed when down. You or actually something could like take, that. Yeah, I was some, born in ninety five. So yeah, there so you go. it was just before uh, you decided to come and visit. So uh, yeah, it's pretty much over these days. But uh, red tide seems to be dissipating. I, I don't see it all over the news anymore. And all the uh, uh, alerts that I'm getting from the FWC tell us that it's diminishing. And uh, pretty much gone now. So uh, we're all. I was thinking about that the other uh, yesterday, watching all that heavy wind and stirring up the Gulf. I'm thinking, man, maybe that'll help just dissipate everything or whatever remnants may have been left. But uh, Michael, what really fascinates me is that the red tide has dissipated and everything else, but yet Big Sugar is still pumping it out. Yeah. You've lost your mind. I'm just saying. 
Well, Big Suge is still pumping it out. They don't go out of business. They don't go away. And, uh, you know, Red Tide seems to have gone, gone the way of the dodo, at least for a little while. But you it know, will be back. You know what else happened at the commission meeting that was really interesting that might be on Glenn's radar? Oh, no. Spraying of aquatic vegetation was under heavy attack by people. Well, you know well, you what? Know, the uh, Generations ago, and uh, not even generations, but the year, several years back when the invasive uh, hydrilla came in and that water hyacinths, a lot of uh, people that grew up and fished and was in the bodies of waters throughout the state, they enjoyed that pristine, a little bit of vegetation. But over the years with the um, nitrogen that's in the water, everything is just just takes off. To me, uh, the new generation of fishermen that you find, they love that hydrilla. They love all that vegetation and cover, whereas if you go with some of my older family members, they can tell you, man, I can remember when this was all opened up. You didn't have all this stuff in the water. You fished the shorelines, the stumps, and uh, and the fishing was good. But bass fishermen, they really enjoy that hydrilla. So, you know, whenever they – you. You hear that's them, because that's all they've ever known. Spraying yeah, hyacinths and um, veget- the the hydrilla and hatching hall and Kissimmee and cypress, and then everybody gets a little uproar because they say it changes their fishing. Where they caught fish last month, they don't have that opportunity or it's changed. Well, no, what what's happening right now is they're spraying so heavily that it's killing the native grasses and submerged vegetation besides the hydrilla and the hyacinths. And in this, they, they're putting all these chemicals into our waterways. And there's a lot of, lot of focus also on coming back on this, this practice that we have and how those contracts are managed and what we're spraying and when we're well, when they're you know, putting spray chemicals in the water, a lot of that vegetation, a lot of the chemicals are, designed for a specific vegetation so to put this in the water or spray that doesn't necessarily mean it's killing everything around it it's just the fact people don't like to hear the word putting chemicals in a waterway whenever the residents of the state of florida businesses condominiums apartment complexes they put more chemical in the state of water in the state of florida's bodies of water than anybody that's trying to control the vegetation. Yeah, let's not forget the all the condo associations that actually go throw those big giant blue yeah. dye packs in oh, there and everything you else. Go, you go in there, the water will be blue or green, as he said, and there'll be no grass on it. But, but you know, you know uh, Dean and I were talking about it this week. It was so funny because we were talking about the old days of Lake Megory. And, uh, you had uh, to bring up the name, didn't you? And uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I was going to keep that quiet. Yeah, well, we <laughs> were talking, talking about, about the alligators. Well, we were talking about Lake Megoria, yeah. and when I was a, a younger man, you know, I used to go down there for the powerboat races and all that stuff, and it was a beautiful oh. lake, and it was uh, pristine and really nice, as Glenn said. And then they came in there and sprayed everything. It, and then the next time I went, horrendous. it looked like a, a giant brown mud puddle. I, I mean, everything that was filtering or whatever was now on the bottom decaying and of course it changed the fishing for for a very very long time and uh, i think it's just now starting to yeah, come well, back that, that's the exactly it i have some older videos where i would go there and you can go out there and i as you said i grew up fishing grass i didn't grow up fishing open water i go and i throw a frog or i throw a fluke structure you know exactly that's what i focus on and me and my buddies would go out there and we would just we'd go out there and we'd hammer 15 20 bass in a couple hours including snook and all this other stuff that was out there and 
we come back one day, we're looking around, we're like, man, this seems different. Looking around, there's no grass anywhere. So we're, except for on the shoreline. So we're going around, we, someone was out on their porch and uh, we asked them, I said, hey, uh, what happened to all the grass? And they said, oh, they came by last week and sprayed it. And the water was, you couldn't see through it. It looked like when red tide gets super, super bad, it's literally just chocolate milk. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That's what I'm and it saying. Was like that for, it was literally like that for over a year. It's not until recently that the grass is starting to grow back. And I, I just stopped fishing there because there was no point. But but uh, to get Bill on this uh, thing that's under review, what are they? What are they proposing to do, Bill? Well, they're going to reevaluate the program. There's a lot more people putting focus on it. Um, there are some people who are potentially overspraying or spraying where they're not supposed to. The contracts aren't being managed possibly as good as they could by some people. But now, how do you know also that homeowners are not out there taking uh, matters yeah, home their no, no, It is, it is. But there's not homeowners on a lake like Lake Okeechobee. And, oh, that's true. But You know, there's there's a lot of these places where, um, from what I understand and was learning, the DEP used to manage the contracts. Now it's being managed by FWC. So that's where under public comments there was just people, person after person after person, getting up there and hammering the agency well as soon as that boat cannot leave the boat ramp because they can't get on plane that's true they'll be screaming for more spring or you can't even get out of the boat ramp because so, all the hydro has so floated around and covered everything up it's a no-win situation for anything it's in all you people that. do is complain about everything, everything. i don't yeah, understand Jonathan. i think they should just use those little barge <laughs> things you know with the little chain thing the, that just picks it up boats. Cutters yeah, and just pontoon boats and cut it harvest and go. it up and throw it on the Throw it on the bank. Man, Give it to cows. Cows will eat it. introduce a new invasive species to go and eat it all. That's a bad idea, <laughs> Dean Frazier. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us, you guys.